It's tip-off time for episode 42 of the BizTalk with Bill Roy podcast. The NCAA tournament is in full swing in Wichita. Everyone's excited about that. We produce this podcast to provide you with some insight into the people, places, companies, and organizations that make up Wichita's important business community. We thank you for listening and thank you very much if you're a subscriber. This week we talk about the impact the NCAA tournament is having and will have on Wichita about how we got here and what our staff found out about expectations and reality. First, a couple of notes about the weekly edition of the Wichita Business Journal. Daniel McCoy's big story is about a project that shows off just what can be done at Wichita State University's innovation campus. Airbus partnered with Dassault and a couple of Wichita companies on a globally collaborative project that created a prototype that could revolutionize a critical component in the aerospace industry. It's a thrust reverser for jet engines and it was completed in what Airbus called a sprint, a 90-day window They got it done in 84 days. WSU's John Tomlin says this is why they created the Innovation Campus, page 10. We have a special report on family business. Sometimes challenges leave company leaders looking outside the family for new blood, and others we talk to say it's important in a family business to keep things from getting stagnant. That report starts on page eight. This week, we spend 10 minutes with Sheila Rumsey, the CEO of Realtors of South Central Kansas. She's led the group through change, and they're more accommodating of the commercial side of the business, page 19. How much did lobbyists spend in Kansas last year? That's our list for this week. Americans for Prosperity, at the top of the list, they spent a lot of money fighting the rollback of the Brownback tax cuts, page 12. If you want to check out who's filed new corporation papers, real estate deals, who owes federal and state taxes, bankruptcies, building permits, look up our leads section. That's on page 14. Back in a moment. Welcome to BizTalk with Bill Roy of the Wichita Business Journal. Talking business, your business that is, is what Equity Bank's team of bankers does best. Visit us today at equitybank.com. Well, the NCAA tournament is underway, and it's a week Wichita has been looking forward to for years. The reporting staff of the Wichita Business Journal joins me to talk about how we got here and what's going on in town for the event. Reporters Josh Heck, Brian Horwath, and Daniel McCoy, who will be on press row inside Interest Bank Arena. First, some background. This community was at a crossroads, renovate the old Kansas Coliseum or build a new downtown arena. I'm proud to say the Business Journal got a bunch of leaders in a conference room to talk about it, and they agreed to move forward with a new arena. Voters passed a one-cent sales tax increase to pay for it. The tax sunset in 2007 collected $206 million. The arena opened in 2010, and after a couple of failed tries, Wichita was named as the 2018 first-round NCAA site. In 2014, it returns in 2021. Okay, guys, let's talk about the preparations for this big event in Wichita. We put together a package of stories March 2nd. They're available at wichitabusinessjournal.com. Brian Horwath, you did the main story. Talk about some of the players involved in getting this tournament to town. Yeah, a lot of people have have worked to get this tournament to town. I, you know, I think uh, nobody's worked harder than Bob Hansen, of course, with the the Wichita Area Sports Commission. And I mean, he's worked on this for years. And and uh, what's happening this week 
this is is a huge reason why this arena was built and this is why bob hansen and, and others worked so hard to get this arenas to get events like this so um you, you know this week and everything going on in, in kansas playing i think for the first time ever in wichita their men's basketball team uh in the ncaa tournament uh you know it, it's a big deal and it's this is kind of the the fruits the fruits of all that labor that are, are happening this week and and uh, you know a lot of people are excited about what's going on and you know probably none more than bob hansen right some of the names you might recognize if you've been in town for for a long time um, jordan haynes was still alive back when we had the discussion uh, with all the community leaders around a table and Jordan was really a force for trying to get this done. Also, George Fonestock, who was very involved in the Sports Commission and trying to get a downtown arena built. Just a couple of more names to associate with this uh, the effort that's coming to fruition now. Josh Heck, you wrote about economic impact. The number we heard, $10 million. Yeah, $10 million is the number they've, they've kind of stuck with throughout the whole process. I think that was kind of their initial projection. That may be revised a little bit after we get the actual numbers but that that's inclusive of anything the obvious things obviously with hotels airport uh, restaurants things like that but we're finding out a lot more uh, some of the stuff that you wouldn't necessarily think about creating an economic impact as well such as you know printing companies benefiting from this they're printing the signs around town some of the banners that are helping welcome fans to wichita we learned today uh, about some electronics companies that have benefited from this too so that all adds up to that 10 million dollars we got a whole host of events going on around the arena too that's going to contribute to that as well also the exposure that wichita is going to get from being on national tv for the next four days repeatedly right yeah we've heard repeatedly from a number of stakeholders that uh, the exposure is priceless uh, this is a chance to put wichita's best foot forward and we've taken fair amount of uh, steps to, to make sure that that happens. Daniel, you have sort of a frame of reference for this. You covered the Wichita State Shockers when they went to the Sweet 16 in Cleveland and then to the Final Four in Atlanta. Obviously, those communities wanted to put their best foot forward. What did you see in Cleveland and Atlanta? You know, what's interesting is kind of the full circle frame of reference I think it's provided me. Um, going back to uh, the mid-90s when the Kansas Coliseum hosted uh, some NCAA games. I was a high school kid then, way back then, and actually went to the open practice out at the Coliseum. And the difference for me, I think, in seeing what Wichita has done here that makes it similar to um, of course, Atlanta is kind of its its own animal. And right. You have Centennial Park, and it's pretty amazing. Um, but Cleveland was the same way, and where everything is, you know, really connected, close, uh, especially in a downtown core. Um, Cleveland, as a matter of fact, um, where we were staying, you could walk, you could get to the arena from the hotel without even leaving, going outside, which, you know, the, <laughs> you feel the winds off the lake up there and you understand why they did that. Right. But everything very close, um, a very kind of old town feel around um, the arena in Cleveland. Um, and you see that here, I think now, in a way that you just couldn't have done with the Kansas Coliseum, you know, uh, having to travel that far north. Right. And what are you going to do around the 
you know, around the arena. Well, now we have the, the fan zone and all the restaurants and all that. And so it, it, from my, albeit limited experience, it, it, Wichita does feel like it's, it's kind of got the same setup that some of these other successful sites ha have already going for them. Wichita tried to put its best foot forward in some of the improvements that it did along Douglas in downtown. Uh, they got just about everything done that they wanted to, but not quite. There's still some road construction and there are a couple of things that they didn't get done. But they did get done, uh, for example, the, the planters along Douglas and, and some of the road improvements along First Street, things like that. A lot of things for people to do around the arena if they don't have tickets or if they want a break from those games. Josh, what about those parties around the arena? Yeah, we found that uh, at least a, a dozen, I'm sure there's probably more that weren't even listed that, that were you know, compiled through Visit Wichita, different events. Most of them are, are pretty close by the arena. The, the idea being, like you said, you want stuff to do before, after games, and, and uh, in some cases during for those who don't have tickets. So you've got pretty much every part of the surrounding area of Interest Bank Arena covered. You've got some activities going on today and Saturday with Commerce Street being closed off. There's going to have some indoor-outdoor entertainment areas. There's uh, Wichita Festivals is putting on something next, next door to that. You've got Brick and Mortar doing some stuff. You've got uh, Wichita Brewing Company, I believe, is doing a tailgate party. You've got Visit Wichita have their fan zone. That's only on Thursday before the games, but that's still part of the stuff that they wanted to provide. So obviously things uh, to, to do and just kind of creating a, a party atmosphere, really. Right. And I'd, I'd just jump in real quick to add, um, as part of the reporting we've been doing on all this, uh, Doug, up. Philip Matthew, the CTO at Lawn Buddy, launched a new app that um, it, it's really slick and, and super helpful. Put it, it's kind of an interactive map that shows you where all those events are and it directs you to local restaurants, you know, some favorite locally owned restaurants and it shows you where available parking is and stuff like that. So a lot of info to get to all that cool stuff right there at the palm of your hand. That's uh, in a story on our website now. You can find a link uh, to download that app if you want to. And that app was created mainly with visitors in mind, uh, but obviously local people can use it as well. Yeah, local people can can use it as well. Philip told me, you know, he was just kind of seeing conversations happening on social media, uh, kind of trying to figure out for himself too, kind of what's going on, where's it going on, and. I, uh, you know, maybe put up a new uh, fence plank over the weekend. He spends his weekend developing apps. Right. So, <laughs> so uh, he turned out this app really quick, and, and he just hopes it does help. And, and he did, you know, specifically mention, you know, we want people that come that are coming here for the first time to, you know, really get the Wichita experience. So hopefully that helps them connect the dots while they're down here in our We'll downtown. have to see how many downloads he gets on that app. Uh, one of the other stories we've been uh, reporting on as this tournament gets underway in Wichita this week, it's interesting to note that hotels don't seem to be quite as busy as they thought would be, Josh. Yeah, that is interesting because, you know, you hear the anticipation. So some of the general managers I talked to this week anticipated the phone ringing off the hook Sunday as soon as the teams were announced and who was coming here. But when you look at it, we're, we're geographically pretty spread out. We've got North Carolina, you've got New Jersey, Michigan, San Diego, you know, Texas with Houston coming. Um, and, and a lot of these places, it's the airfare is just 
unfeasible for a lot of folks. That's what we've right. heard. So they haven't, the hotels haven't booked up as much as they thought they would. Some of the area hotels are benefiting because they, they have connection to the tournament being either a, a team hotel or officials or media. But other than that, they were just anticipating maybe some, some last minute trickle in, but really kind of underachieved what they initially had had hoped for. And airfares is probably something we'll need to follow up on uh, later on as we look at the impact of, uh, of this tournament on Wichita. Hotels may be down, but Airbnb seems to be doing okay, according to the company. Yeah, they uh, Airbnb said that uh, they're planning, they think that this is going to be the the busiest few days that uh, they've ever had in Wichita. And, uh, Airbnb, I, I think, has been around since uh, 2012, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. You know, I, I was talking to uh, Jason Van Sickle, a, a developer in town. He has some apartments, and uh, he rents out uh, somewhere around a dozen. I think it's a little bit less than that. Uh, units for Airbnb. He said he's been sold out for a couple months now, so he's been sold out for a while. And there, yeah, there's a lot of people that are taking advantage of that service. Uh, you know, does that cut into to hotel business? Uh, maybe a little, you know, on, on some level. And you know, it'd be interesting to see when we're all said and done, and and uh, you know, talk to to the hotels and, and see where where they finish. Uh, once everything's done here, but uh, you know, Airbnb is uh, obviously a, a, a sharing service, and you know, it seems like it's getting more popular. And and uh, a lot of one of the interesting things that uh, that they said was that a lot of the most of the people who are renting these spaces are from in-state. So you know, it looks like a lot of these folks are uh, probably likely Kansas Jayhawk fans right. who are coming into town to to spend a few days and, and uh, watch their team, and, and they're taking advantage of that Airbnb service. They were estimating around 230 visitors and revenue to the Airbnb hosts of about $18,000, it sounds like. Old Town is going to see some action. Let me try that again. Old Town's going to see some action, obviously. They say they're ready. Brian, you talk to those folks too. Yeah, uh, you know, if you walk around Old Town, uh, uh, you know, we're walking around on Wednesday and, you know, there, there's banners welcoming people and, and uh, you know, some of the businesses in Old Town closed on Monday for part or all the day to, to get ready. And, you know, they've, they've been spending a lot of time and staffing up. And, and uh, uh, Deborah Frazier, who's the president of the Old Town Association, said, uh, you know, the, the bars and restaurants are, are ready to go. They've got uh, people in place. And, you know, like she said, probably when, when Sunday rolls around, you know, those a lot of those folks are, you know, they might uh, keel over from exhaustion because <laughs> they're going to be working a lot, of, a lot of hours. But they're expecting a lot of people this week. And um, they're expecting to be busy. And they're ex expecting to, to make money. And, and um, you know, n nothing, certainly when, when we went to the open practice sessions, uh, on Wednesday, you know, talking about 13,000 plus people who, you know, went to watch practice. Right. So, I mean, I mean, you know, so far early in the early in the week, there's there's nothing that indicates that Old Town is not going to be pretty busy. Did all three of you guys go to the open practice, at least part of it? Talk about that atmosphere. 13,000 folks went to see, especially obviously the KU Jayhawks do their practice. What was that like? Well, yeah, uh, the KU practice was very well attended. Uh, big ovation coming in. Uh, Josh can talk a little bit more than me about this, but there were a bunch of local school kids bust, uh, bust in. But, you know, I, it, 
it looked impressive and then you know i saw some national media folks uh on twitter that that were here covering the games talking even for them they'd never seen a, a shoot around day uh be that well attended so uh, it was pretty uh, it was more folks than i expected i knew there'd be a lot but thirteen thousand was was uh definitely a lot but about 4100 of those were from wichita area schools i think they had about 40 different schools elementary and middle schools represented it kind of just started as a, a partnership you know, the, the arena folks reached out and said hey this is an opportunity to maybe expose some kids to some activities that they may not have an opportunity to go to otherwise and uh, the schools took advantage it was kind of up to them what i understand to to determine the criteria of who could go and, and which schools were going to participate but they they packed the house and, and there was they were loud and they had signs and a lot of them had KU stuff on and, and they were just enjoying the moment and soaking it all up. What ticket prices have you guys seen <clears throat> as we get into this tournament? Um, secondary market, um, well, they're sold out obviously through the arena now. Um, not surprisingly, KU is going to be the hot ticket. Right. Uh, they're in session one on Thursday. Um, those ticket prices were, uh, you know, like 170 uh, up to, uh, you know, six, seven hundred dollars um, for that. The second session uh, games, um, quite a bit less. Um, and I think. StubHub, I found some for like $38 for the second session, but there, there's still not a ton of tickets left even for, for the second session. And then third session, which, you know, the winners uh, from Thursday's games will come back from, from their uh, respective regions. Um, those were going anywhere from three dollars $400 on up well over $1,000, $2,000. And probably if you go to the arena, those fans of the teams who lost are probably wanting to get rid of their tickets. So yeah, there may be some opportunities They have there some all-session well. tickets. They, uh, some unfortunate fan bases will be looking to get right. rid of those. <laughs> some folks have kind of criticized the sketchy Wi-Fi coverage in the area. Wi-Fi in and outside the arena. Do we know if it's inside the arena any better? And there were some things that were done, I guess, outside the arena as well, right? Yeah, Cox Business has been doing some stuff to make sure that the arena, the uh, Wi-Fi service that they put in place inside the arena in October is running at peak efficiency, and, and it seems to be. Uh, and then they put in some other uh, access points to have connectivity outside of the arena so probably about a mile radius you're going to be able to get some access to wi-fi so if you're attending some of these events uh, around the arena be be able to be connected daniel you're going to be inside the arena what are you going to be reporting on we're a business journal obviously so you're not gonna you'll probably be doing some scores and things like that but you're also looking for the business angle yeah i'm going to be looking for who's making money with the event in Wichita uh, this weekend, you know, catering to the arena. Um, be interested to talk with some of the arena staff, just kind of how operationally things have gone. I'm hoping to maybe connect with some folks from out of town, whether media or, or other fans, just kind of get a sense of, you know, their feel of Wichita, maybe some of the things they've been able to do while they were here. Because, um, yeah, as, as it's been mentioned already, you know, a lot went into trying to put our best foot forward. So uh, hoping that folks uh, have a have a good time over the weekend and and uh, hope hope that it does live up to that uh, projected economic impact and and just find out who came out winners and losers in the whole thing. 
Josh and Brian are going to be out there also uh, looking at things that are going on in and around the arena. Those stories are going to be coming up as well. Watch for those stories on wichitabusinessjournal.com and watch for our wrap-up of the week's events in the March 23rd weekly edition. Thanks, guys. Appreciate your hard work and uh, thanks for being on the podcast. We'll, we'll talk about it on the other side as well. Thanks, guys. Back to wrap it up in a minute. Most bankers are good at banking talk. What you need is a banker who knows how to talk business. Your business, that is. I'm Andrew Cheney, commercial lender here at Equity Bank. If you've got plans to grow, we're ready to talk about your business. Visit equitybank.com. Well, that's it for BizTalk with Bill Roy this week. We release a new episode every week. You can see the others at our BizTalk with Bill Roy hub. It's at wichitabusinessjournal.com. Our audience is growing. We can see it in our analytics. We watch those numbers. Thank you once again for listening. If you have ideas for guests you'd like to hear from, please let me know. I'll do my best to get them here. BizTalk with Bill Roy is a production of the Wichita Business Journal. On behalf of the great staff here, thanks for listening. Thanks to producer Brittany Showalter. And thanks very much to our sponsor, Equity Bank. Have a profitable week and may your brackets be good ones.